Hello everyone and welcome to episode 216 of Korea Podcast. Our today's guest is Mr. Jude Smith. He's a senior concept artist at Respond working on Apex Legends. And we're having this call from Vancouver, Canada. And of course, before we get into the signature questions of the podcast, let me quickly mention that in the four contact section of the captions, you can find the ID to his Instagram account, the link to his Twitter account, and also the link to his art session. So if you want to see more of his works in depth and details, you can go check that out. And with that being said, how are we doing today? Good, good. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. And um, all right, let's jump into the first question. Give us a little introduction on how we got into the world of visual arts and design. Basically, tell us your origin story, if you know how you decided to become an artist, basically. Sure, yeah. Um, So my origin story uh, isn't too unique. Like, it's pretty standard for a lot of artists. Um, I I happened to just come across the art of uh, Star Wars when I was a kid, Um, and was pretty like just blown away that art was used for like film and, and video games. Um, I grew up, um, interested in art because of my grandmother. My grandmother was a painter. Um, and she introduced me and my siblings to a lot, um, of different, like, you know, painting and techniques and stuff like that. And, and we lived in, in Washington, D.C., and there's a lot of galleries. There's the National Gallery of Art, and so often when we'd visit, she would take us down t- downtown, and we'd go to museums and stuff, um, and she had, like, a, a home studio uh, where she kept, like, art supplies for us at any time we came to visit, so... I was really interested in the arts at a, at a young age, um, but when I first saw the art of Star Wars, uh, my mind was just like blown that art was used for, for entertainment, um, for the entertainment industry. And uh, that's kind of what um, got me interested in it. And as a teenager, my parents bought me like a f- copy of uh, Photoshop when it was still like on a CD disc. And uh, they got me a tablet, so I liked I liked digital art as, at a young age. Um, but it wasn't until college that I started taking it seriously as like a career. All right. And speaking of college, like, uh, were you originally studying art and design, or you were pursuing another career path initially when you were in high school? And you know, we were probably you know deciding you know what to study in college. Um, yeah, I kind of knew what I wanted to do um, going into college. I went to the Art Institute and I studied animation there for three years. Um, I have a degree in animation as well. Um, but I always wanted to do concept art. That was always kind of the focus for me. So everything that I did in classes, I would gear towards concept art. All right. And by the way, when you're when you're getting hired at a AAA company, because this is something, a recent topic that's been, you know, uh, been discussing with some of my friends lately. When you get hired at a AAA company or just, just a studio in general, not just, you know, big ones. Um, of course, to some extent, a degree matters because it's not just a representation of, you know, your education. It's also a representation of, all right, this person has functioned well in a, like a, close microspace of a society, like in a professional settings and also, you know, shows dedication, all that stuff. So basically soft skill stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But when it comes to like the actual role you're applying for, like, for example, you said you studied animation, you have a degree in animation. 
that alone is is it enough to you know get your foot in the door or does if you want to become a concept artist or do you have to have a degree in your specific role you're applying for like for example you know what i mean yeah um yeah this is always a big topic um so this is tricky because i think art schools are good um especially if you are someone who is new to what concept art is and like you don't know where to get started it's a good way to kind of learn the basics um but um really the only thing that at least i didn't go to like art center or anything but for me I feel like really the biggest thing, the biggest benefit of an art school is getting the degree because the degree um, can help with immigration. So I'm from the States, but I live in Canada. And because I had a degree, it made that immigration a lot easier for me. Um, That being said, I don't think that art schools are the end all be all. I think there's plenty of uh, talent out there that um, doesn't have an an educational background. Um, And because of, you know, the pandemic as well, um, the industry has become way more remote. So it's easier for people to apply to jobs and work uh, remotely rather than having to immigrate now. So, um, so, Really, it kind of just comes down to the degree and um, if that's going to help you with immigration. At least that's kind of what I've found um, through my experience. I, um, but yeah, I, it's, not, it's not necessary to go to art school. All right. And all right. How does your design process usually go anytime you want to start working on a new project? Like basically, what does the structure of your pipeline usually look like? You know, since the, the pipeline you have developed personally, you know, throughout the years, mm. how does it look like? Um, mine's pretty straightforward. I, I, I just really enjoy the really straightforward, like drawing process. So typically um, at Respawn, uh, if I'm working on a new project, uh, I will put together like a pitch, um, uh, like a mood board, uh, maybe do some sketches or whatever and pitch an idea. And then, um, I, you know, I work with the art directors or sometimes with the writers and the designers and, um, we'll all kind of collab on what the idea is. And then I will start working out some really rough sketches, just like a handful of different ideas and then show them, show those and then you know hear more feedback on the direction and then um usually it will be a few more rounds of sketches just trying to narrow down that idea and then once um once everyone's kind of on the same page of the direction that's when uh, i start like refining those sketches a little bit more maybe adding some color some material variation in there um and uh you know, it's this back and forth of, uh, you know, you know, creating some sketches, adding to it and hearing that feedback. And then um, once everyone is um, settled on an idea, that's when, you know, I take a few weeks to do like a, a fully polished concept. All right. And all right, I quickly want to ask you, you know, some, you know, stuff about Apex, Apex Legends. First of all, um, do you also play the game as well? Yeah, I do. Who are your mains? 
Now that's the question. My mains, my mains right now are sear. Uh, I use caustic a lot and Bangalore. Have you have you been playing since season one? No, no. I was a big fan of uh, Respawn uh, coming out of college because because uh, of Titanfall was was announced. And they were one of the studios that I really wanted to work for the most. And then Apex Legends was announced, and I love the artwork and the lore behind that as well. And uh, I always kind of like geared my art in that kind of style. And um, and then uh, one day they kind of reached out of the blue and asked if I'd be interested. And since uh, working on the team, uh, I've been playing the game pretty regularly. Um, but I, I was a big fan of their stuff to begin with. Well, that's interesting. I mean, the reason I ask that is because I remember like in 2019, it was one of those weird things like, you know, it's their marketing was really weird. I don't know if you remember. Like, yeah, was, they just launched it out of the blue. Exactly. Like, and, and it worked. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a pretty um, crazy how big that game has gone over over time. Um, you know, the fan base is super passionate about it, um, which which is nice. It's a nice project to work on. Um, you know, because it's a live game as well, uh, it's nice to be able to work on something and not have to sit on your work for four years, and you can at least show it. Um, fairly soon later once it's released since it's live so it's a it's a fun project i really enjoy working on it yeah definitely and all right so here's the thing when you're trying to you know come up with your own ideas for a character or or when des- designing them um what main what main things do you take into consideration when trying to you know um kind of de- develop their kind of like i don't know like like you know for it's also the same in environments as well like you know you sometimes when you're designing stuff you're set dressing and everything you need to somehow convey the soul and character uh character of that thing how would you approach that when it comes to you know designing your own characters um yeah uh so i think a lot of this is just thinking about the the backstory of the character thinking about who this character is um and and trying to tell a story um, visually about that about that character, um, everything I do kind of revolves around uh, a story. So um, when when you're designing a character, um, you know all the little details that kind of create that look for the character, down to their expression, how they carry themselves. Um, you know, the clothing they wear, the items they carry, all those, you know, details are um, an opportunity for you to say something about who that character is. So if you think about, you spend a lot of time before starting a concept kind of thinking about who that character is, um, it kind of helps guide your your design uh, once you carry everything over to like Photoshop or pen and paper. So, um, so I really take a lot of time to focus on who that character is and thinking, thinking it through before I even start like sketching it out. All right. Now here's a, here's an interesting thing, a question I usually ask only the character artists and which is in your own personal opinion, what makes a compelling character? What makes a compelling character? Um, hmm, I 
that's tough um, because there's so many different you know things I guess that could be interesting about a character. Um, I, I really feel like it comes down to to the storytelling. Um, you know, what do you what is it you want to say about that character? Something that was tough for me in the beginning was um, was creating like intriguing characters. And I one time had I one once uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Marco Durovic, but he. Um, he runs six more vodka. He's a big, he was a big Marvel artist for a long time. But I remember years ago, I went to a workshop that he was doing and I wanted to get him to critique my work because I felt like my work at the time was really feeling flat and there wasn't a lot of depth to the characters that I was doing. And he's a very big uh, character designer. So I had a portfolio review with him and and I knew he was going to be harsh. Like he's a very, he's a very like strict um, kind of uh, art director. And man, he he ripped my portfolio apart. He was not impressed at all. And his biggest feedback was was that I needed to build my characters around some sort of story. There needed to be um, there there needed to be some sort of backstory to them uh to make them feel more alive more rich and and so you know going back to your earlier question um like that is really where the emphasis of my work comes from these days and i think what has kind of elevated my work over the past few years was just the fact that i really just take the time to think that character through and who they are and how do they fit into the world that they live in um so um yeah not to like repeat myself but i i feel like um to make compelling characters you really gotta think about um, the backstory, and sometimes less is more. Um, having a visual hierarchy established on that character too is super important. Knowing what elements of that character need to stand out, what areas of detail need to have the most focus, and then letting all those secondary elements kind of be um, more simplified and less detailed, less you know polished. Um, paying attention to those kinds of things um, um, creates you know um intrigue and um and uh yeah yeah i hope that kind of explains the question a bit but it's a little bit and um with that being said who are some of your favorite fictional characters personally Ooh, favorite um uh favorite characters well I mean, going back to being a kid, it would have been like Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. Um, and then later on, um, I like I like a lot of Neil Blomkamp's characters. Um, I love the aliens in District 9 a ton. District 9 was a big impact on me. Um, I, I like... Uh, I'm also, also always partial to like robot characters. I don't know why. I like the hard surface looking characters. So like Chappie and... K2SO, stuff like that. Always really sci- sci-fi stuff. 
yeah, kind of. I yeah, I'm, I'm the same since I was a kid. I love robot characters in any like franchise or genre. Like you know, even even in Apex Legends, my main is Pathfinder. Actually, like yeah. I love it. I love the. It's like a killer robot, but happy, friendly in a sarcastic way in a sense sometimes. Yeah, I like the challenge of taking a very because robot characters often like they can't express. Uh, like emotions very well like how do you you know how do you they don't have muscle features and stuff so like how do you express uh, emotion and stuff behind them so um, I think like Chappie is a great example of a character who um, you know is the main focus of the story but he's so expressive and you feel for him in moments so um, so robot characters are always kind of challenging to do yeah and um it's kind of interesting because, uh, like, I've heard some. I I think it was another podcast I've heard, but someone really said I think it was a character, three D character artist as well, uh, talking about characters. What makes a good character? And uh, she said, like, a good character is, uh, is a well written good character is a character that you can imagine yourself in his place when that person does the the actions that's been taking place in the. Uh, setting that's going on like for example all right that's kind of convoluted how i said it let me rephrase it in a better way like imagine you're watching a movie or reading a book and you're getting so engaged in the medium medium all right and then suddenly in your head like oh my god i if if i was that person i would have done this but then as you read on and as a movie you know pans out that person does the exact same thing so it it means that the uh writing is uh, so well written that it gives a predictable pattern of personality yeah the same person you know it's, yeah and that makes it easily re- much more relatable mm, yeah that's good it's like good storytelling when you're able to um show like repeating patterns and behavior and stuff yeah and it gets a lot of interesting when when you establish that pattern then when you do like for example plot twists or stuff like that or it does something outside of that pattern it makes it much more exciting and you know kind of yeah. interesting shocking yeah and i like it i i like it when artists or storytellers are good at like subtleties too um i feel like i feel like too often in like film and video games right now um everything is always over explained so um i think it's really important to understand how to to subtly get your point across without like over explaining over explaining everything yeah and um all right so let me ask you another question which is actually kind of quite an interesting one because i kind of did, uh, you'll see what, what i mean by this uh the question is who are some of your favorite artists and designers that have inspired you the most oh um so i would say like Ryan Church um, and uh, um, I think it's Dermot uh, or Dermot Power, I think. Um, they were like some of the first concept artists um, that um, I was really into, really into uh, in the beginning because of their work on Star Wars. Um, and then later it was like Craig Mullins. And uh, Fang Zhu as well. I remember coming across uh, his YouTube channel um, when I was in college, and he had a lot of like tutorial videos on YouTube just explaining his process. So that was really helpful for me back in the day. And um, and I'm into a lot of like manga artists as well, like uh, like uh, um, T- 
Tanaka and uh, uh, Otama. Um, I a lot of like anime influence in my background as well. Kind of seeps into the character designs that I do these days. All right. And um, any advice and tips for a good portfolio and resume for artists? And of course, in this case is, you know, character artists, you know, in concept art. Yeah. So this is the big question I get a lot from students these days. And um, I cannot emphasize enough about like really doing the research of, you know, who do you want to work for? Like, who are the studios you want to work for? What are the kinds of projects you want to work on? Um, and gear your portfolio based on on the work that you're kind of seeing. So, like, for example, if Overwatch, you want to design characters for Overwatch, you know, you should be looking at who, who the artists are that do that work and look at their portfolios and stuff and start building your own work in kind of a similar style. Um, but don't be like directly like ripping from what you see, like learn about that style, implement it into your workflow and, and create characters that could fit into that kind of world, but do it in your own creative way. Because when like recruiters and art directors are looking at your portfolio, they want to see that not only are you a good fit for their projects artistically, but they also want to see that you are a good designer in your own right. So they don't just want, you know, someone who's good at like creating fan art or anything. They want to see that you are a great designer on your own. Um, so yeah, be understand the direction you want to go in and be creative with it. All right. And by the way, what are you working on right now that you can tell us about? What kind of project is it? I mean, of course, if there's usually there's always an NDA involved. If that's the case, we can skip right past this question. But uh, 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 I got some exciting stuff uh, coming down the pipeline here pretty soon with Apex, but nothing, nothing uh, outside of Apex, really. All right. So we'll stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. And... All right, this is also a very interesting question. I always get fun answers out of people, which is what area beside the area you're working on right now would you be interested to explore and learn in the future? Basically, aside from arts or arts-related stuff, you know, what other stuff or ambitions you have that you want to pursue? Um, yeah, that's the... Um especially with AI on the horizon. Um, I, you know, I don't have a great answer for this one. Uh, I have thought about this a lot, uh, but I have always, I guess, as a teenager, really wanted to do concept artists. So it's hard to imagine myself shifting into anything else. Um, but I guess <sighs> this is a goofy one, but I, when I was a teenager, I played golf really competitively and I would probably go back to like back into golf or something. I thought about going pro at one point, um, but then I, I was too invested in wanting to do art for a living. So um, I did not take that route. So maybe I'd go back in that direction. Well, that's, that's actually the first time someone says golf. That's, a, that's actually quite interesting. Yeah, I played it a lot as a teenager, and I was I played like on a junior tour circuit, and um, and I could have like 
reached uh, like a professional level, but I just it playing competitively um, was too much for me mentally. It just I couldn't handle it, and uh, I had. I just decided in the end that I enjoyed doing art way more. And uh, so that's what I ended up pursuing. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, it just like I get nervous when I try to play mini golf online, let alone <laughs> like a competitive actual yeah. golf game. Jesus. Yeah. It, a lot of people like to kind of joke about it as a sport, but it's um, it's very it's very competitive and it's really tough. Um and uh i just i mentally i could not i could not handle it yeah honestly i probably wouldn't as well like i re- i really have bad control over my power in general so yeah golf would be yeah. nice for me if my life would depend on it i would have probably i would probably die <laughs> honestly it's not that easy yeah i think it's kind of what uh, helped me like stay like uh stay competitive in the in like an artistic sense, because like we all know how hard it is to get your foot in the door in the industry. And I think um, that experience growing up kind of kind of kept me a little bit tough when trying to get my foot in the door in the industry. Um, so I um, it, it was good for me. But yeah, I just um, it's one of those sports where you're not on a team and you don't have teammates to rely on. So um, it all kind of comes down to you and, and, uh, and it's, it's hard to deal with day to day. Oh yeah. And well, we've reached the final question and section of the podcast, which is called time capsule. And you can kind of guess what it is, but let me quickly explain. All right. Imagine in a limited amount of time that you might have, let's say a couple of minutes or a few minutes, you have this opportunity to say anything from yourself, a human being, to another human being. And that another human being is anyone who's going to listen to this podcast at any point of time in the future. Imagine your escape pod is about to be, you know, thrusted towards the abyss of the space and you have like just a limited amount of time to save some voice locks, you know, basically kind of like that. All right. And in that opportunity, what would you, what kind of voice recording would you leave from yourself, you know, to anyone who might listen? Is this like an art related? No, nope, uh, not related at all. It, it could be anything, just from yourself to anyone who's listening from your life experience, you know? Oh, um, hmm, that's such a big question. Um, man, what would I say? Um, it would probably just be, you know, use your time to pursue the things that you love and care about. Um, because, like, at the end of the day, um, you know, what, a, oh man, that's such a big question. Yeah. I guess just pursue what you love because, um, you know, we got, we only have so much time in life and, uh, and you want to use it doing something that you care about. So, uh, um, yeah, that, that's probably, probably along the lines of something I would say, I guess. All right. By the way, my microphone dropped. By the way, I hope you're not hearing the cats fighting outside. I don't know if this is a voice coming through. All good. All All good. Nice. And all right. Um, Thank you so much for coming by. It was a real pleasure. No problem. And where can people contact you if they had any questions? Is your Instagram account okay? Yeah, they can just reach out to me through our station or Instagram, whatever is good. All right. Awesome. Your art station and Instagram and Twitter are all in the captions. And yeah, that's about it. Usually the last question that I just asked you is one of the main problems people have is 
they have their answers, but they don't want it to be cliche. You know, that's why they hesitate from saying it. But the yeah. truth is, it's not about like what the message is. It's about how the message is being conveyed because it's it's really important to you know hear from you know different perspectives the same thing you know because you get some sort of better clarity on it you know what i mean yeah yeah i had no idea how to answer that one i was just like this one is like so big of a question like <laughs> so but that's okay yeah, it's like you get put on the spot i know what i mean yeah and yeah all right again thank you so much for coming by and thank yes. you to anyone who tuned in to listen to this episode i hope you enjoyed it as always you can leave a comment or suggestion down in the comments section down below or you can send them to me directly i'll check them all out and with that being said take care and stay safe and till next episode bye folks bye